Broadcasting fee and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Welcome September. My goodness, it's here and I knew it would be I knew it would come it would come up quickly and it sure did. It's uh full swing fall, I think. I love this weather. Loving this weather, I should say. Uh, full swing fashion week in New York. As I love to say, September is fashion month, so we started off with New York, which is it just started uh yesterday actually it was the official start. So I have already gone to a couple of shows and I've seen uh, a show or two on online, so I can share with you some of my notes in just a bit. Um, and then, God, I have so many things I want to talk about. First of all, let me let me just start by saying this. I thought about this the other day. I was contemplating, um, you know, one thought led to the other, and it was really about certain goals that I had for myself. And then I really started to think about this a little bit longer. And I've decided that for me, September is like January. It's like a new year, kind of a new year. So it's not a new calendar year. You know, in January, most people uh, make resolutions, and whether you make them or break them or keep them or whatever, um, I know I do. I think of of things that I want to achieve, so goals and things that I, you know, small, short term and long long term. And I've decided that in September, it's a good time for me to kind of revisit those, reevaluate and reset. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I thought I'd share that because I thought that, I don't know, I think it's a good thing. Why not? And And this could be with anything, not just with your wardrobe, but really with anything. For me, it's sort of career-based and uh, it kind of goes into personal goals as well. But it started with my um, business and um, kind of revisit. I don't know, it feels like the right time to do it. I think. I think it's September. It's Maybe it's the change of season. Maybe it's it feels like a refresh. Somehow, January through the summer almost feels like one season. Not, not literally, not by weather, but one year almost, or part of the year. And then September through the rest of the year feels like, okay, all of the things that I said I wanted to accomplish, it's now we're, we're almost three quarters into the year. So I kind of reset it and reevaluate and maybe I've achieved some and maybe I haven't I think this is a good time so it also happens to be a good time to reevaluate your closet as I always say and um, listen this year this time of year this kind of weather I feel like it flies by so I'm trying to enjoy every single moment I love the warm days and the chilly nights Um, I love when it's 60 70 degree weather it's my favorite time fall also brings out I think the best in clothing I think my my opinion I think it's the best in fashion um, not just because you get to layer and you wear more clothes someone said that to me recently I said well that's because you just get to wear more clothes and I said well, well yes <laughs> there's more options I guess um, but it's really about the silhouettes which I, I'm gonna get into in a minute about what I've been seeing in um, fashion week and keep in mind fashion week I'm we're seeing uh, designers ideas and um, clothing lines collections for spring so it's 2018 that we're seeing not fall but I like to talk about fall as well because that's what's here and that's what's coming so we'll get to that in a minute I wanted to mention because I said I would I think two weeks ago I said I was going to the U.S. Open and I was going to report back about fashion 
So here's I, I've been there three times now, and first of all, incredible matches all three this year. I'm so excited. Um, but here's what the fashion was: it was weather related, so it was weather based. So it was rain. <laughs> One day was beautiful, it was gorgeous, and I did notice lots of tennis sneakers. I noticed a few tennis outfits. And people carrying rackets. I'm like, okay, maybe they had a lesson or they were practicing. Um, but in general, I also noticed it depended on where you were sitting. So that makes sense, right? So I was sitting, um, I had great seats. I was not courtside. I wish I was. I was not courtside, but I was sort of that next level. So I think it was in section 123, the first first time I went, which was in round one. Great, great seats, right? on the On the corner, and the people around me were dressed adequate. I would say casual. I noticed further down, closer to courtside, people were dressed up. So I guess that makes sense. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Bob? You think you have to get more dressed up the closer you sit? To if the you action? spend more money on the tickets, you you get dressed up. I think that's yeah, what's going on. I think you're right. You know, and it, it comes to mind like my hockey seats. So we have season tickets. For, for the Ranger hockey, as I always talk about. Now, I'm a diehard hockey fan, Ranger fan, and my husband has now become two. <laughs> um, and we have great seats because we're big fans, but they are close. And I always feel the need to get to not be in, like, a sweatshirt and sweatpants, although that's not me anyway. So maybe... That's true, too. Yeah, that's not really me. I really wouldn't go out in sweatshirt and sweatpants really anywhere. <laughs> Listen to that, folks. <laughs> so I don't know. I, but I think you're right. I think when you're spending big bucks on a ticket, yeah. you almost feel like you have to, right? Do you? I think. And those tend to be the people that respect the game more, maybe True. anyway. I mean, True. And also... Maybe that's not appropriate, but I don't know. Well, I see what you're saying with that. I think having a greater understanding of the game and maybe there's obviously coaches and family and players too. For example, I'll say this. When I was there, I watched the – I was there for the Del Potro uh, Federer match. Oh. And, yeah, and quite a match it was. Uh, and, of course, the camera on commercial breaks, you know, was showing celebrities, and they did show a few New York Rangers were in tow. And they were dressed – immediately I noticed what they were wearing. They were – they weren't, like, in suits, but they were dressed, you know – like like a dressy sporty look. Uh-huh. I think Henry Glunquist had on a I think what he had on a jacket, but it was like a nice jacket. You know, it wasn't like a sweatshirt or mm-hmm. um and so I think you're right. I think it has something to do with the more money you're spending a little bit more you almost feel like you have to. <laughs> Not you have to, but I do. So I was kind of midway because the because of the weather. So then the next time I went, actually for the Federer match, it was raining. So that sort of dictated what I was going to wear, which I was very disappointed by because I was already – I had an outfit planned in mind. I bought a fantastic jacket there, Ralph Lauren. So I bought a um, – uh, at, at the store on, on the, in the tennis village, I bought a uh, varsity jacket. It was really cool with white – navy and white, and it says U.S. Uh, US Open polo uh, – polo. It says – Ralph Lauren Polo, but U.S. Open tennis on the back. Um, it's really a cool jacket. So I'll already wear my new jacket, but then it was pouring rain. <laughs> and I said, well, I probably shouldn't. So um, I switched gears. What did I, I ended up wearing? I ended up wearing jeans and like a platformy sneaker kind of thing. You know, I can't wear a flat. And I think just, I think I just had a, um, I forget what jacket I wore. 
oh, I know. I wore like a like a parka, but a cute. It was cute, of course. It had embellishments on, it had patches on it, and it was somewhat fashionable, of course. But you know, I had to be. I had to, especially with the shoes. I had to be a little bit more casual because of the rain, and you know. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I saw. And by the way, the first round I went, I went with my other very fashionable friend, Cole, who is often here on the show. And we didn't talk about what we were going to wear until we got there. And, and of course, I spotted him a mile away. He was in what they're calling Action Red. Nike is calling Action Red. The red that everyone is wearing. The red sneakers. I think Federer's wearing the hat. So every year there's a new color. And most of the – all of their athletes, I've noticed, have been dressed in – Black, white, red, or gray for Nike. Adidas went a little bit uh, slightly different colors, but I noticed it's very kind of superhero-like, I've noticed, I think. Which one, Adidas? Uh, Nike. Nike. Yeah, a little bit. Very kind of sleek, you know, like Batman and Robin kind of thing. Like Uh black with, you know, just like, for example, I liked uh, Roger Federer's outfit. Not just because I'm a Federer fan, but he had on, like, came in, solid black windbreaker, zipped up, just kind of outlined with a tiny bit of red and, like, the red swoosh I think he had. Um, and then one day he had a shirt that was black and it went faded into white, so it was ombre. Very similar. And then just the red sneakers. Very kind of clean looking. I liked it, I have to say. And then I've seen a few others that are more almost... What is uh, someone else had almost like a? It looked like a tie dye, but it was not a tie dye. It was like like a multicolor. I wasn't a fan of that. It's too much. And all the girls. How did you feel about Maria Sharapova's outfits? Well, um, the black one with the lace the black and the one, leather. Uh, it was different. Okay. I felt <laughs> for her. Okay, I'll say this. I liked it for her. I wouldn't. I don't think I would have liked it on anyone else. And oh. for her, because of just because of who she is and where she is in her tennis career. Hmm. That was my thought. I thought, hmm. I kind of, I was curious. And uh, I think the first one she had, had it was black with like sparkles mm-hmm. or something, right? Yep. Yep. So I just felt like, okay, I mean, this is a, you love her or hate her. This is a comeback queen, as I was calling her. And by the way, I was never really a huge fan of hers. Like, oh, okay. This year, I was rooting for her. Mm-hmm. I think because of the situation. I think because of... I wonder, I would love somebody to uh, analyze what happened there. It seemed like spectators all across the board, like Maria Sharapova, other competitors did not. Did not, yeah. Well, I also think it has to do with maybe somehow there's lots of different versions of the story of what happened to her. So that's, you know, I only know what I've read. And Mm -hmm. as we all know, you can't always believe that or or believe all of it. I'm sure there's some truth. So I'm like, well, okay. And I know when I was watching one of her matches on television, the commentators were were sort of talking about that situation and like, well, you know, and and her coach and whose fault it was and this and that. But anyway, having said all of that, I felt like for her, for this year, I don't, it almost reminded me of like the Black Swan. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. So, yes, I liked it. But if it was on anyone else, if it was, let's say, Madison Keys, who I'm a huge fan of right now, I would say, no, no, it's not. She's too young and bubbly and her personality is – Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But then again, I wasn't so thrilled with some of the grays. I mean, that, that, those grays that Nike went with didn't strike me as appropriate for some of these young women. I agree. I agree. It was just great. But then again, they are worry- warriors out there. Yeah. And they're playing a, a, a stronger, more aggressive game than has ever been played in tennis, yep. women's tennis. Yes. Before. Yeah. Really. 
I agree, but so. I don't know. I still think we they could have done something, even like what they've done with Federer, where it's black and it's trimmed in a bold color, you mm. know, trimmed in a red or even a pink or whatever color you want. I kind of like that. I like um, black to me is, first of all, when you wear all black, I know this from many years of dance competing, competing on the dance floor. When you wear black, it looks strong. Immediately, you look stronger than if you're in a color. Oh. However, um, I think in, in tennis and in, because of the nature of the sport, like tennis whites, you know, I think you've got to play, um, there's got to be a balance to it. So not just all black. I don't think that's appropriate. Again, mm. exception is Sharapova, but I think that you play with color. I agree. I didn't love the gray. I thought they mm. could, still could have made that, sent that message of almost like a warrior, strong, but gray is kind of, Gray's a neutral. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind yeah. of, I don't know. For me, it didn't, not that I want to see them in head-to-toe pink or white. I don't I don't know. It just, there should have been, I feel like it should have gone more sporty, action-like, with some stripes or something. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed a little more on the um, warrior side than the competitor. Yes. They, they seem to be leaning more warrior than competitor. Yes. Yeah. In, in, their, in their look. Yeah, I agree. Because Again, gray. It's a neutral. It's kind of like, oh, mm. this could have been better, I thought. Although I did like... Um, but the materials were very soft and flowy. Flowy, uh, yeah. 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 I, I a lot of movement in the material. There was one, the last outfit that Venus wore, I liked. Last night, actually. She wore. Oh, she, yeah. I thought she did look very good last yeah, night. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. That one I liked a lot. So Didn't help her tennis. No. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. But she gave one heck of a battle. Oh, Holy yes. moly. It was a good good yeah. match to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited for tonight. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so that's my take on US, the U.S. Open and fashion there. And so I was disappointed with my own outfits <laughs> just because of the rain. It was like, no. Um, but I did get to dress up when I went to Fashion Week. So, um, so far I went to I went to an interesting show yesterday. It was Heidi Klum. Now you say, okay, well, sh- what did she do now? So she has a line of intimates. <laughs> Let me tell you about this line because I really... That be- girl. <laughs> what has she created now? So she's teamed up with... I hope I say this right. Lidl, L-I-D-L. There's a German grocery store. Lidl, yes. Oh, okay. I believe. And by the way, I checked with someone who knows and who would know this information. They they do have stores in the U.S. Apparently, I believe it's in the Maryland, D.C. area. Huh. And they are planning to open a lot more up in this neck of the woods All soon. All right. <coughs> so Lidl, German-based grocery store. She teamed up with them. It's called Esmara by Heidi Klum. And I'm thinking to myself, why a grocery store? I, I don't know. I still don't know. I went to the presentation. I saw the clothing. Um, all I know is it is, I was told it's a really huge uh, a store in Germany. Like, it's a big, big-time store. Um, but they offer things at a very low price point. So it's even, like, lower than, let's say, Target. So apparently this is a very, very, you know, it's inexpensive. So her clothing kind of followed suit. Did they suit. sell the clothing at the stores? No, that's what I said. It's exactly hmm. what I said. So wait a minute. Are the, is there clothing at the stores? And no one seemed to know that answer. Hmm. I'm sure Heidi would know, but I couldn't get to her. She was a little busy. Um, but at its lower price point, um, we're talking like six ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine. That's what the clothing. That's for her clothing. So that's really inexpensive. That's I would say comparable to maybe Kmart. I mean, because even Target is more than that. Hmm. Is, you know, price point. So, 
Anyway, it's going to be available September 21st, and they're shooting for, uh, there's about 10,000 stores worldwide. So this is a pretty big chain. And, um, yeah, I don't, it was interesting. The clothing, was, uh, I want to say lots of black, white, lots of sparkle, um, sequins, and, yeah, that's what I saw. So it, it wasn't bad. I, I didn't get to get up close and really touch it. Um, but from where I was standing, I could see the, the room was extremely crowded and lots of German press was there. Lots of German influences, influencers were there. And the, the room was actually set up like a faux grocery store. So there were rows and rows of ketchup, all, all different condiments, ketchup and mustard. And, and, and it was the actual bottles. I actually was taking a picture in front of them and I picked up the bottle of mustard and it was it was a real product. I thought it was fake, like a prop. Hmm. So it was real mustard, and, and then they just put stickers over all the labels. So it was interesting, and then turned it around. Holy cow. Yeah. So um, there were cartons of eggs. No eggs in them, of course, but cartons of eggs, and they were spray-painted like red and yellow, and the, the cartons were red, and then there was a row of yellow. and So it was very colorful backdrop, and then the clothing was more black and white, which I thought was a good kind of a cool contrast and um i don't know the only thing i uh, the first thing that came to mind when i walked in i thought oh that's cute but it looks just like chanel which chanel did a year and a half ago they did the um carl lagerfeld did a grocery store setting on a at a huge 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 scale and literally had rows and rows of product and all of the product it was actual product with labels made that said chanel over the labels and the models came out walked down with carts and trolleys and went and were taking things off the shelf i remember you telling me about that when it happened Yes. yes so I walked in and I thought, well, I get it. She paired with a grocery store, but the setting of it was, for me, a little too literal, I guess. Hmm. So that was my take on it. But she looked beautiful. By the way, she literally walked right by me, shoulder to shoulder. I looked at her and thought, wow, she was beautiful in person, Hmm. um, even more. And, um, yeah, that was it. It was extremely hot and extremely crowded. So I walked around as much as I could, and then I had to get out of there because I was (laughs) dying. (laughs) It was crazy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, um, you know, when the stores open here. Uh, The other presentation I did not get to go to because this was held in L.A., but I did see online was Rachel Zoe. She did her – so she's famous celebrity stylist slash designer, and she's known for her very soft, ethereal, boho looks – um, that very 70s driven, 60s and 70s driven. And this year she did her first ever bridal collection, which was absolutely stunning. I thought this was perfect, a nice departure from just doing a ready-to-wear line, which I don't know if she's – she did do an, a ready-to-wear line as well, but it, this was more of a bridal collection um, because there were things that you could wear just as a dress. It wasn't just strictly bridal. And uh, there were lots of different silhouettes, which I love. Uh, there's even a white tuxedo I thought was very nice. And again, it doesn't have to be for a, a wedding. Um, there was basically something for everyone, something for everyone in the bridal party. And I like the price point. Prices range from $595 to $1,000. That's actually really good for bridal, for, um, you know, if you're in a wedding party. I mean, dresses can be extremely expensive. And then it's like you never wear it again. So these dresses, for sure. I looked at one. It was an off the sh- uh, uh, asymmetrical, off-one-shoulder dress with a ruffle. And it just kind of went straight down, kind of a little form-fitting. And it was white. And I thought, that's gorgeous. I would 
just buy that to wear, you know, to a party, obviously not to a wedding, but it was really, really pretty. Um, Lots of ruffles, lots of lace. I like the suit. The suit was also something, because again, you could wear it as separates, so um, it was very interesting. And then the other show I must talk about, this has been, this has kind of been all the buzz of, of Fashion Week so far. Remember, it's only day two. Tom Ford showed his collection um, at the Park Avenue Armory, and it was, first of all, he kicked off Fashion Week in a great way. Lots and lots of celebrities were there. Um, I do believe the Kardashians were there, although I didn't see them. Um, and lots of sequins. He always does sexy well. and not It's not a vulgar. It's not cheesy. It's always done like I call sophisticated sexy. So it's really beautiful. Um, the models were in sequin tunics. A lot of them were in just a tunic and no pants. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously I would wear pants. But the point is they looked great because they were, you know, seven feet tall walking on a runway. Um, and lots of blacks. Uh, pops of color were cobalt blue and yellow. Lots, lots of pale pinks. Interesting because this is a spring-summer collection, but um, it wasn't your typical pink, green, yellow, you know, springy colors. Um, but they did have a lot of pale pinks and yellow. My favorite piece from the the collection, first of all, the dresses were beautiful. They were sort of ruched to one side and just really, really sexy um, without being too revealing. But I think my favorite piece were the blazers. Some of the blazers that these models came out in, they were really structured, almost like a man's blazer, very, very tailored for a woman. So very strong shoulders, a really great lapel, uh, classic cut, and then really tailored, nipped in at the waist, like really beautiful. I thought it sh- it's just, to me, that's one of the most elegant yet strong pieces you could have in your wardrobe is a classic cut, very well-tailored blazer. And it, I, I loved it. I said it says a lot, strong yet feminine. It was really beautiful. So that was that that's what where we are so far. Now I've got some things today. I've got some things on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I will certainly give you my notes. Um I've got some great things coming up too. I'm going to the Us Weekly party. You know the magazine Us Weekly? Yeah. So I'm going to that party. It's uh New York New York's best dressed or something. I, now keep in mind I'm going as a guest, not not an honoree. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but um yeah, so I I'll I think that's next Tuesday. So I'll certainly be giving you my notes on that and seeing who's who. And I am also going to uh be if you could follow me on Instagram, I'll be kind of videoing it from my on my Insta story. So it'll be live. So if you don't follow me, please do. So I definitely will. And I've been putting lots of pictures on Instagram, um, on my Insta story. Mm-hmm. Throughout yesterday, I did the Heidi Klum show, um, but remember, it's only there for 24 hours and then it disappears. So you have to follow me. It's wardrobe envy. Okay, on that note, I'm going to take a really quick break and we come back. My fall must haves. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. 
They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, I've got a couple minutes left, and I want to share with you my uh, just a few of my fall must-haves. So these are things that I think are on trend right now, but also pieces that are these on trend, but also things that I think you, anyone should have in their wardrobe at any given time. But I think fall is a great time to kind of dig out these pieces. And if you don't have, maybe you want to invest in first thing is something red I have in my notes. So I've talked about this. We have talked about millennial pink, and that's kind of, it's still around. Pink is still a great color, but moving into the fall, it's kind of developed and it's all about red so which makes sense falls a, a great color I, I feel like red I think of the leaves turning so and all shades so I like that it's not defined by a specific red which I think is kind of silly um, so it could be anything from burgundy to fire engine red anything in between it could be for men women anybody can wear red it's you know it's like the color blue or green it's really I don't think it has a gender Classic pieces styled with a pop. This is actually my go-to look I've decided for the for the fall. So the classic blazer, the classic men's white shirt. I love borrowed from the boys kind of look. So I, I actually have this. Um, it's a um, going to be a blog post, I think, today or tomorrow. I styled a classic white men's shirt, and I kind of tied it up in, the knot, in a knot at the waist and then kind of pushed up the sleeves. I wore it with a great pair of satin trousers and then just layered necklace on top of necklace like all these jewels I had on I thought it was a great look it really was something simple and then last but not least is velvet or embroidered pieces which I'm so loving right now so anything in velvet anything embroidered um, and it could be a bag it could be a shoe it could be a full-on dress a blazer I'm absolutely loving so those are definitely my fall must-haves um, and I'm going to talk a little bit further about styling these probably in the next couple of shows, along with more of my notes from Fashion Week um, and all of my all of the things I've been seeing. So please do follow me along on Instagram. It's wardrobe hi, uh, underscore wardrobe envy underscore in the middle. Sorry, wardrobe underscore envy, and uh, Twitter as well is wardrobe envy as well as my blog, which I will be um, photographing lots of fun things and new ways to wear your classic. Pieces pieces, uh, exactly what I've been talking about, um, kind of classic pieces styled with a pop or a twist. And so I'll be showing some great examples of that in my upcoming posts. And on that note, I've got to run. So thank you for listening. Join me next Friday for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
The station you grew up with, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Prepping for Irma, identity theft. I'm John Trout. With winds of at least 150 miles per hour, Hurricane Irma is barreling toward Florida. FEMA Administrator Brock Long says it's still unknown how the state will fare. It's not a question of if Florida's going to be impacted. It's a question of how bad Florida's going to be impacted and where the storms ends up over the next four to five days as it passes inland. The hurricane is responsible for at least 18 deaths in the Caribbean. Correspondent Jim Roop says credit reporting company Equifax has been hacked and explains what the cyber breach may reveal about millions of Americans. Full social security numbers, driver's license numbers, and more. The info your bank, for example, uses to verify who you are before issuing credit. At Equifax.com, you can find out if your info may have been compromised and what to do about it. Three Equifax executives sold shares of the credit reporting company worth nearly $2 million shortly after the data was stolen. The sales occurred before the company announced the breach to the public. Work on Capitol Hill today includes Hurricane Harvey relief. The House will be in order. Speaker